Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Draper Gorenholm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Hey everyone, it is me. We are here. Uh, we, Joseph is here too. Say hi, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. We're recording. Good morning, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I am recording this on the computer now. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Boom. All right. It says it's recording. Boom. 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 I am apparently recording. The entire bottle of control. They're all exactly the same. Crypto art. And then what it really is, is an NFT. Wow. How do you want to slap the bag? So this is the next best thing. DeFi is going to be a bubble. It's provably scarce. With Mad Dog. Crypto, gold, and silver. Transparent substance. Take my money, start a war with it. Without further ado. Cheers to you, brother. Get shit done. Because the system has to collapse before that. Cheers, I feel much better now. Cheers. (laughs) Wow, that was heavy. Uh, That was just interesting. That was like, that's the most amazing intro scrapbook. I thought it was. I want to like go through it again a few more times now. I thought it was a great idea until I played the first clip of all of the booms in a row and it was like four minutes long. That's the pared down version. It still feels like it's like 10 minutes too long. Um, and so I got to, I got to figure it out. Yeah. And I had less Pyrex. Wait, what? <laughs> I feel like this is supposed to get this is supposed to get this way. Like, 15 minutes into uh, a few drinks. Um, but guys, thank you for joining me. I'm, I'm so stoked to, to have you guys on. Um, oh, I'll remember my homework this time. Thank you for joining. We are not just live on Lunar Crush, um, but also live on Blockchain Radio um, every single week, which is really, really awesome and it keeps playing. So thank you so much to our media sponsors, Lunar Crush, Blockchain Radio. Lots of really exciting things in the works. Um, but we've got Kevin on and Chris on. I'm super excited. First off, Chris, um, well, I want you to introduce yourself, but Chris was just announced as the CEO of Calament. So uh, oh. congratulations. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I, I don't have to uh, introduce myself now because you just you just did it. Uh, <laughs> but my name's Chris DeShane. I am the uh, CEO of uh, Calumet and um, yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about what we're building and um, you know, just staying true to who we are. So uh, thank you for having me and um, I'm, I'm expecting some tough questions today. So, so I hope they pop up in the chat. Well, you came to the wrong place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, tell everyone about yourself and then we'll, we'll jump in. Uh, my name is Kevin. Uh, I do DeFi stuff on Tezos. So USD Tez, ETH Tez, BTC Tez, uh, Tezx, uh, decentralized exchange, and soon to launch, very, very, very soon, I promise, uh, Tezfin, Tezos Finance, and that's Ooh. a lending system on Tez that's going to be like Compound or Aave. That's, yeah, that's exciting. Do you, when you say high. very, very, very soon, do you have a, a time oh, frame? I, I feel, you know, I no, feel bad don't, with don't like... Don't throw them under the bus like that. No, you, we don't ask time frames. That's not what we do in this space. It's... Yeah, it's too, like, I get, it's more like, you know, I can't do, like, a a countdown clocks or whatever. All it would do is just, like, make me anxious, and, like, I can't, I can't deal with that. I got to remove, I got to take that, no. Uh, Plus, I think it's like, you know, when you do uh, put out updates, it's like, okay, you mean it. If, like, the, if there is a bit of a delay, it's like, okay, well, they wouldn't have announced it unless... All right, maybe something came up. Like they got it. They had to do this. It's for safety. It's for uh, just giving like the essential features that everybody's going to want and expect uh, without you know going beyond 
you know, overboard for the time because ultimately we need a lending system. That's it. <laughs> we need to get it out there. Um, I think the tool is going to really take a, 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 I'm just really more excited to see what people build with it, uh, with the F tokens and all of that. Like that's going to be the really exciting time uh, because it's like a whole different depth of farms. Uh, uh, farming just like add another dimension to it and then take those different dimensions and then those dimensions have uh, respective relationships with each other. And then, so the amount of combinations of things you can make different financial instruments, it's endless. Uh, but this is like, and even though we'll go through layers and layers more, like this is that last bit of that, that layer one that like we all have been waiting for just so that we can make all that other stuff. So uh, I think it's going to be a really momentous time for Tezos and uh, we're approaching a year anniversary since DeFi really began on Tezos. It's going to be about September 30th. That's when Dexter went live and the first token to token uh, uh, FA token uh, pairings uh, started to get traded. That never happened before. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So a year from the first Dex uh, this month, and uh, now we've got you know what? Do we know what the total DeFi you know value locked is? There's about fifty million on Plenty alone. Uh, but... <laughs> still got to do the math. You still got to add it up. <laughs> I feel like we should have something at this point that just like aggregates it all. But um, I don't. Maybe we got to put something out there just because it's like. Okay, uh, something like a DeFi Pulse where you could see a cumulative Tezos DeFi uh, yeah. TVL. Uh, I think there are like those outfits out there that are getting doing a good job in part. Uh, so I think they deserve props for like being the ones to actually go out there and start. So Teztools.io. Yeah, yeah um, they're great. Uh, there's uh, uh, the Pezos Sandbox. That's great. Um, like, you know, these are the ones, these are kind of like the bread and butter of any, uh, like DeFi people on Tezos. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, swap analytics, you know, uh, I think we want so much more from it because we rely on it so much and we need it so much. Uh, that's why we like, we expect even more. So, and they're going to put out their API soon, which is going to be really great. Uh, so yeah. like all of these companies are, uh, or I shouldn't call them companies, projects. Uh, are led by people that I think have a really great vision uh, for where this stuff needs to go. Because they're using DeFi Pulse, they're using all those different apparatus, and they're like, okay, let's bring this over to Tezos. I can do it. Um, and then, But it's also like adaptive to us. Uh, so that's what's really cool about Tezos. And in the NFT space too, as Chris well knows, it's like you get to be there at the ground floor at the origins when people are giving that initial wave of feedback after like the first generation of these like NFT stuff came out, NFT stuff came out, and then now you're graduating to the next step of like marketplaces and of products and file formats and all that stuff and, and like exhibition distribution, all of that. It's just a whole new industry, and like you know, you get to be there uh, pretty early. So I think uh, the the value add in knowledge is like the best time of being around now. Yeah. Um, so these tools are pretty great. Uh, people should check those out. Hey, I should put sorry, like a... sorry, I'm just just uh, totally distracted by this stupid um, comment. So we go live on, on Twitter or and on YouTube and all that. And by the way, if you're watching on any of those places, come to meet.blockchainblues.io because you could be hanging with the people backstage, having conversations and jumping in that Q&A and asking questions so I can throw it at uh, Chris and Kevin in a minute. But oh. somebody posted this really, really important um comment on YouTube we should all take a moment to look at. Donald says, you started a cryptocurrency. You are probably going to fit. Thanks, Donald. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> this is the most nonsensical uh, comment for what we've been discussing so far, which is kind of fun. But um, all right, uh, uh, I, I think we can we can dive into real specifics on, on DeFi um, in a minute, but I wanted Chris a lot of the people hanging backstage have, have joined recently because we had a lot of um, NFT talk. And I'd love for you to give a quick, at least, you know, on a surface difference between, um, you know, uh, uh, NFTs on Tezos versus NFTs everywhere else. You know, what, what's the difference? Why Calamint, you know? Um, and then there's so many cool things to talk about, but I just want to at least a surface high level thing. Yeah, and um, I, you know, our, our founders actually came from Ethereum. They they've been building on Ethereum for quite a while, and um, you know, they they saw the potential not only going quote unquote green, um, but you know, the 
the upgradability, and that's what makes Tezo so so important in this space. And I know people are so sick here and oh, it's upgradable, it's upgradable. Um, but I mean, we've done more upgrades than the rest of blockchain combined in, in a you know six month period. It, it's crazy um, how much we've evolved. And when I say we, I mean Tezos has evolved as, as things move forward. Um, you know, gas prices are falling, um, and, and transaction fees are are just amazing. So I, I can send you a lot. Um, Alan, I'm not going to do this, but I could send you $100,000 uh, as a transaction, and, and it would cost me around a penny. Uh, you know, it's just incredible what you can do, and yeah. um, it, it doesn't stifle innovation, and that's one of the, the greatest parts about it. Um, you know, you can be in a third-world country, and, and you want to create art, and on Calumet, we store all of our information on-chain, but it still only costs anywhere from 12 to 30 cents per edition to store everything on chain. We're TZIP compatible, you know, we're running Pinata in the background, IPFS, um, and then our metadata is stored again on the Tezos blockchain, and we're looking for our weave as, as redundancy. Um, so there's so many things you can do when you're not hindered by gas costs and, and you can keep evolving as the space moves forward. And, and that's what we're so excited about. Um, building on Tezos and with Calment is that we can do things the right way. We don't have to take shortcuts to, you know, perhaps just put a hash on chain and then assign a whole bunch of information to it. We can actually store the data on chain and then, you know, just, just tie it with other stuff. Um, so th this space is, I know that a lot of people don't see what's happening behind the scenes, but we're seeing so many people stack up just ready to launch on, on Calumet or, uh, you know, on Tezos in general, uh, because the, the growth rate and the uh, growth potential of this platform is just absolutely exponential. So we're pretty excited about it. I missed that last comment. I started to read it and then I, started to, I stopped reading it. <laughs> it was unrelated. Sorry, I should have waited until you weren't talking about that. But uh, Kevin uh, Wayland is mad that Kevin took Kevin.tez from him. But just, just to throw it out there, they still haven't done the four letter one. So I still don't have a long.tez. I'm just waiting for the moment that I like you know, have all day meetings or like, you know, I'm at the park with my kids and I look at my phone and realize I missed it and somebody's squatting it though. Um, yeah. If anybody's if watching see, if, and you yeah, end up with it, uh, um, you better not. If I see it, I'll make, I'll make sure to grab it for you. Thank you. You know, I think I still have Callum, uh, dot has in my wallet. <laughs> okay. I, I think I grabbed a bunch, uh, the day of, and I remember, uh, Maybe it's just K-A-L-A uh, or K-A-L-A. No, no, I can't because it's not four-letter one. So it's Calam for sure. I think I got that one. I do the same thing. I just start grabbing them for all my friends. I think I got Joseph.tez and didn't tell him for like a month just to mess with him, um, uh, which is pretty great. Um, uh, but we uh, need Alchemist, the... Alchemist uh, tweeted yeah. that he, he owns Elon Musk.tez. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Interesting. Well, the uh, the Kevin Dates, though, that's uh, an auction. I won that in an auction. I forget what I paid for it. I know in my mind, it's like somewhere between a 39 and a 59. Um, I see that kind of figure in my memory. Um, so somewhere like between that, which was pretty good at the time. I don't I think uh, people need to see precedent for like how high these auctions would go before they were willing to pay down uh, what some of those auctions ended up becoming the last ones to finish. Some of those last ones to finish. Um, did we cross the thousand? Yeah, I think we did cross the thousand Tez mark. And that's when Tez was how much? I think um, two or three dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Which is 90% of the time it's at two or three dollars. Uh, so, yeah. So that's a good guess by me. <laughs> yeah. So like people were putting down a few K on this, like already. Uh, and now I think we're starting to see the uh, the aftermarket uh, buying and selling uh, already going on on Object.com, uh, which is also where Tezzards uh, broke out. And uh, I think uh, Bizarre NFT is through there as well. Um, and like they're they're bringing on so many things onto their platform. So they're they're pretty interesting into the space. Kind of a cool like little juncture ground where all things. Yeah, meet. you know. So um, I I you guys talented have a 
Yeah, they they are showing um, our, our NFTs, but basically it works as a swap that, you know, they, they custody something for a second and then they can send it to somebody else after. So it, it, it it's a very different um, contract, but yes, they, they are, are showing Calvin. Yeah, there you go, interoperability. That's right. No, what it, it's cool, you know, you there's... there's, there's you <laughs> yeah. There hasn't yet been, though, that, like, moment on tezos i guess this um there's been a few um but now this tezards thing uh this community and it seems to be quite a bit do we have any data to know how many people from outside of the tezos community are participating in these things or is this you know are there new people coming in um yeah i'm, I'm interested in that so for example i'm i'm my ape is doing an, an airdrop soon on calamint which I kept open, by the way. If you're in the chat, I'll, I'll yes. share a chat so that you can you can join in. But but I'm wondering how many people from other communities have come into Tezos and started participating. I've seen a little bit of um, it tangentially. But. Well, I can tell you, like uh, just looking at the transactions per day, uh, we're still at that steady point where it's like somewhere between 20 and 25 percent of what Ethereum is doing. Uh, so and. You know, Tezos, it's really good, like just per capita as well as we see, like through the independent dApps as a in, as an indicator. Uh, so there's either a lot of overlap between ETH users and Tez users, which is, you know, the case in part, or there's a lot of new people who are just new to crypto, but they do their ecosystem stuff through Tezos because that's how they're introduced. And why the hell would they go into something that would uh, not that it's bad, like not that there is a massive value there, of course, that's why people who have been around are still there. Uh, but like they were just happened to have been introduced to things through Tezos. So that just became the entry point. And maybe they'll expand to other stuff later on. But like, Whoa. I think there's a whole new kind of generation in a way uh, that's just like, okay, this is, we're talking about such short time periods. It's so interesting sticking first generation, second generation of, um, you know, these platforms. But yeah, people are now getting, by the thousands have been introduced to crypto in general just because of NFTs as artists coming in or as purchasers and patrons of those artists uh, uh, to Tezos because they had to get a Tezos wallet because they had to understand what Tez was, how to get it, how to trade it, how to sell it for something else that you might need, uh, maybe how to do this other thing in DeFi, you know, who knows? Um, so like, uh, yeah, I think um, it's a mix of both really. It's a bunch of new people, but it's also the people coming yeah. from Ethereum over to Tezos. Yeah, it's so I've seen I've seen a few people that that have popped over, you know, because they're artists themselves, they're making art, or the people like me that are maybe a part of a community is like, I want to do a silly airdrop, I want to do something, I want to make my own art, and then they realize, like, oh shit, it's going to be really expensive to do it the way I want to on Ethereum, and so they're they're doing it here, um, and I think more of that needs to happen because. In all honesty, like I, I told a portfolio company of ours today when we were talking about NFTs, um, I asked them, what do you want to do with the NFTs if you're rewarding people, if you're you know, using it for um, something like that, tickets or whatever? I said, Tezos, 1 million percent of the time, I'll argue that you have to do it that way. Um, and if you're doing art and things like that, how long is your horizon? Because if you want people to be buying and trading it on like a secondary market kind of thing, like apes or crypto punks or whatever um, today, then it's probably not going to happen on Tezos because I didn't have an example of a single community that was doing that. Now there are. Now on Calamint, I, I, I bought some of those bears, those demented, what are they called again? Monsters. What? Uh, uh, Rocket monsters. And I was actually going to bring those up, but go ahead. Yeah. And then now also everybody was tweeting at me that I need a Tezard and I need a this. And I was like all pissed off because like I was offline for like two days. Not that I was offline. I was working like crazy for two days. So I didn't get to check into my NFTs, goof around or whatever. Two days goes by and I, and I missed out on the whole thing. So I bought one for a lot. And I've got one, uh, a pretty cool uh, sweater, by the way. And then, uh, but I don't have. Uh, uh, yeah, we got one so far. We had uh, a. But a I got a few rocket one. monsters too, uh, in both of my wallets. Well, <laughs> uh, just just speaking of rocket monsters, is um, that's actually a really amazing project, and it happens so quickly. And they're they're working with the University of Texas, I believe, to help develop some some stuff and uh, have teams of students that are that are contributing and then they have their own developers and it's just um you know what i always 
always tell artists is make sure that there's utility in what you're doing. What is the purpose? Like if it's a great piece of art, make sure it's a really great piece of art, but you have to stand out. Um, you know, if you're going to create a collectible, what's the utility behind it? What's this? What's that? And Rocket Monsters um, it is is absolutely killing it. Um, you would not believe they're working with Unreal Engine 5 uh, to build some of these spaces, building a game around it. You can create your own, um, you know, uh, collectible bear that, that goes through these. You can give it a rocket launcher arm and, and a blade for a leg, like all, all kinds of stuff. But um, the beauty and the, um, the effort that's going into these collectibles is absolutely insane. So um, it, it's, it's going to be really, really cool. And uh, I'm super excited about that project as well as Tezotopia, which is also launched on Calumet, um where you buy a parcel of land, you can buy your, you know, portions of your army or you could buy your portions of your army and then you can go to the site and all these things that are starting to work where where it's a marketplace that can only be done if it's affordable i can't spend 150 bucks on something that should be 15 bucks or should be 50 bucks because you know it, it just defeats the whole purpose why would i not just go go buy an xbox or whatever but this allows you to take that asset and trade it with somebody else it's it's what the gaming industry has has been dreaming of for a long time that uh yes i, I made that armor i can take it with me if i get to another game or i can sell it to somebody you know not on on a market of a dying game but it can be used somewhere else so it's really really beautiful that uh what's what's going on yeah I think I think that's that's it, right? Like when I give people that advice, I'm I'm really short-term thinking it, right? Because I'm just thinking: Are you taking advantage of the current hype and the current craziness on Ethereum versus what what do you actually want to do? And if you're thinking long-term, if you're thinking about transacting regularly in a secondary market over a long period of time, I think it's going to move. That's the beauty of the interoperability. I think that the more interoperable the things move to, the more efficient places. Um, and, and that's that's clearly going to be happening uh, happening here. Yeah, my uh, my tether. By the way, it took me that whole time to to load up uh, the page, um, but my tether has an awesome like rainbow sweater with like flowers on it and stuff. It's like primo. <laughs> but my monsters, I have I have all these extra um, uh, monster things too that I think are going to do something. Uh, do you have any insight, by the way, Chris, into into what what's going to happen with all those things? Like, I've got an ice cream cone thing. I've got some like 10x card or something. Yeah, I, I certainly do. Um, I, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to give right now. Oh, man. Um, but um, I, I will tell you that um, some of them will be be given as rewards. Um, others will be upgradable or you know a limited edition that that you can't make in the game when you're creating. As far as I understand it, now don't quote me on this, once a bear is created with certain attributes, nobody else can create that ever again. And you'll be able to create your bear with all, all these different, you know, sheens, you know, different um, um, crystals. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to say too much, but the, it's, it's going to be very customizable and you're going to actually be able to battle. You're going to have, you know, partners in battle that, you know, maybe you and your friends can play or maybe um you know you, you have this little automated helper type thing um so i purchased one today and it was like you know everybody needs a friend in combat so i think that these are going to be with you as you're going through this and helping you fight um but the unreal engine 5 uh world that i saw in 3d that you're going to be able to run around um like it's pretty incredible it, it looks better than something you can get uh you know in a game right now and and this is all being developed by a small team being funded by by tezo or you know by the tezos they create off of the nfts they make on calumet i mean it, it's really incredible what it's doing for for funding where where indie game developers can say hey i'm going to create some nfts and see how much interest i have in my game now i've yeah. made all this money let me put together a team around that i mean it, it's incredible well, it kind of bakes in the um, what the best practices for like um, Kickstarter and fundraiser campaigns for games used to be. So the best practices always was to give things away, give copies of the game in advance or special access or 
special characters or special levels or or you know whatever it was. Um, uh, in the chat, somebody said Alchemist is watching. He just tweeted. What did what did he do? Uh -oh. I, I just saw. Uh, oh. I want to give a shout out to JBXTZ because he put up a Tezard's uh, T-shirt. Uh, that's like something he did with this with this Tezard. Uh, that's pretty cool. It just popped you, up on my. What? I re uh, and I. This was important. I retweeted it, so you can check my Twitter at K Marabi. Oh, okay. Uh, if you want, I I can you can yeah. share your screen and I can pop it up. Um, uh, but yeah, you can uh, follow Kevin because all things Tezos, you want to be following Kevin for sure. Me, uh, um, and I'll type the, it into the chat because now I learned like, that. Honestly, yeah. If anybody's yeah. watching, by the way, like uh, Alchemist and and whoever else is watching on Twitter and everywhere else, come on over to meet.blockchainboost.io because uh, you can chat in the uh, in the chat room with everyone. Later, you'll be able to hop on uh, screen and say hi to people if, if you're into it. So uh, it's always yeah, and awesome. and Alchemist, um, I, I own one of your uh, comics, one of one of the first uh, pieces of art ever sold, and uh, I, I would love to to talk to you about it. So yeah, this, please come over. This dude, this dude I know may have minted a Alchemist theme song on Twitter one time, or on the Calament one time. So I, I you know, you might might find it lurking in Calament somewhere, but the only one copy is in Alchemist's wallet. So. Um, just, just throwing that out there too. Um, so, so guys, yeah. okay, let's jumping, jumping into Tezos. Um, I, you know, there's, there's, I think tons and tons of reasons why you might want to mint an NFT on Tezos. We'll see the fees and stuff like that, but there is a, 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 you know, ground swelling of support just to throw it out there for, for groups. Just so people can understand, um, Chris, you talked about that group being able to to mint. Do you have general figures of how much they raised or how many, how much money worth of NFTs they sold? And then Kevin, I think you had some data also on how many of the Tezzers had sold or the amount of money or something like that. I'd like to know. Oh, I'd like, like the floor to price right now. People to consider it. You know, one of the big arguments back in the day for not considering building on even Ethereum or different places was just that there wasn't a precedence of people actually raising money. Here there, there now is uh, on multiple projects. Yeah, I do not know exactly what they have raised, but I know that it's it's enough to uh, get them going and they do have a team that's passionate behind it. Um, but I will tell you our total number sale, uh, of sales is 10,645. Our volume is around 300,000. Our average sales price is around 30,000. And we're getting uh, about 63 sales a day. Our biggest purchase has been uh, 3,500 uh, TEZ. And our lowest purchase is 0.0001 TEZ. So basically free or uh, 3,500 TEZ, um, which, you know, around $20,000 uh, has been our biggest purchase. But um, what, what's beautiful about it is that when you buy artwork from our platform, it's meant to last forever. Like I said, the ways that we're storing data and doing all this, um, we are actually focused on the artwork and we want it to last forever. We want this to be passed on from your you know, grandkids, grandkids, and, and fighting about who gets it in the will, um, that kind of thing. Uh, we're, we're not, we, we wake up every day and we go, there's a right way and there's an easy way. Um, but we will never choose the easy way. It's always about doing things the right way, and we might be a little bit slower, uh, but we ask the community to to bear with us because, you know, we could cut corners, we could put uh, everything on our own servers, but if we do that, it's sacrifice in the long run, and that's not what we're here for. So, so yeah, so so obviously the, some groups are, are creating real volume on, on Tezos, you know, um, uh oh, we lost Kevin for a minute. Hopefully, he'll, he'll hop back on. Well, we get to see your artwork back there. Here we go. I'll make you uh, a little wide angle. You can see the uh, uh, all your art behind you. Um, Thank you, Chelsea but, J and and uh, Victoria West and Jake Andrews and Sabet. Um, and I actually just got a couple more pieces in the mail today. Um, a, a lot of our artists, when you buy something, they offer to send a physical print. These are, you know, showroom quality prints. Uh, met met uh, 
uh, Sabet and uh, have him do that in person. And Kelsey J sent that after um, after um, the Pangea Seed event. So, um, you know, it, it's just amazing. And I, I love our community so, so much. Uh, we're, we're just getting stronger and stronger, growing faster and faster. And uh, like I said, we're seeing pretty exponential growth. I probably should have shared those numbers with you, too. But uh, now that Kevin's back, I'll, I'll pass it on to him. Um, yeah, I'm not going to load the numbers because they screw up my memory with StreamYard. Stream, the people at StreamYard, come on. I know. Like, you know what, though? You know what, though? I love the product. I say I, can, I get I to go like product. this. I get to go like this. And that's really fun. Where else do you get to do that? Exactly. People exactly. People know what they're doing, man. It's just the don't one thing. Leave, you just don't leave the goofy lighter, guy. Just a little bit of a lighter app so I could, you know, multitask and bring up, like, cool charts and figures and stuff, you know? It's like... I'll give you my time. I'll give you all of my bandwidth, but please, <laughs> come on. I know. It, it gets it, it gets um, uh, it gets pretty pretty silly. Um, oh, there you yeah. are. Sorry. But anyway, uh, I I do think though that this is a really like we always go through these waves with Ethereum with gas, um, and whenever that happens, it's like this other this the next wave of seismic event where more people come in and discover uh, like the cost efficient, if nothing else, platforms. Um, and like, oh, and it happens to align with other values too. Like it's, it's more equitable uh, based on it's like staking the economics. It's more uh, uh, green because of its staking economics. Uh, it's all these other things. Um, but like ultimately what we have here, it's like, okay, yeah, well, it's, whether it's Tezos, whether it's Polygon, whether it's uh, uh, Binance Smart Chain or another one of those Ethereum side chains um, or a different platform altogether, uh, Tezos, uh, then like, that's great. Or e e EOS even, you know, anything that like, I think exposes people to like, hey, you know, the Ethereum is not the be all end all. It's a component of things, but you know, here's a, a like an, another uh, alternative. And if that's the case and where we are, and I would show you if I could uh, like, but you can look it up. I, you can go on AaronX and look up. To, uh, this is where I get all my data. It's like AaronX is yeah, we're at like one fifth of, of uh, Ethereum's uh, transactions per day. It used to be like, you know, not too long ago, like one percent, you know, <laughs> like yeah. there was, a, I think a year ago, if we got to one percent, I would have been like, wow, that's awesome. Now yeah. we're at like, eh, we're like a, a fifth of the way there. We're at like 20 percent of what you're doing. We'll, we'll get there, you know, but it's not, you know, like even if it were just smaller than that, that's like Tezos doesn't need to grow like that it just needs to grow right so yeah. it's growing it's satisfying um like at, at all these stages and that's what's continually more rewarding than just a sudden boom a sudden bust uh but it's like there's people, under, there's people working and then yeah, you know we, we were actually acres. just eating eating at uh about 30 percent and uh you know the the transaction fees were still less than a penny a penny somewhere around there i mean that that's a usable blockchain and that's what we're so excited yeah. about and every single day we're like, oh God, thank God we use the right blockchain. And that's why we're building metaverse on, on Tezos where it's actually a decentralized metaverse that, that you know, everybody can interact with each other and, and be affordable. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking, looking through some of the questions. Actually, somebody's asking a question that I, I, I'm interested in, I know it's it's multiple steps of the way, but I know it'll be up Kevin's alley, but it also is, is exciting. Um, uh, Ryan um, in the in the chat, Ryan Coop DeVille Cooper. Um, oh, thank you. Um, cheers, guys. Um, Ryan asked, um, can he stake his own, sorry, um, almost did a rude uh, cheers and didn't take a sip. Figaro Mountain, local yeah. brewery. Um, so uh, the so he asked if he could stake his own Calamint NFTs on uh, the official Calamint website or on affiliate such partner sites. So obviously, I don't think that functionality exists today on Calamint. But Kevin, how long till you know there are staked NFTs on Tezos? I, I want to be able Actually, to take my tethered, and if it's worth a thousand dollars, borrow against it on uh, testing. Yeah. So I, I was actually just thinking today. It's like you know what I what 
like it, it's due for uh it's due for uh am i saying that right uh, like uh the time has come for me to take what i always refer to which was uh an article from like late 2019 that in which i outlined how we can put uh uh collateralized NFTs on, on chain uh, and use them for uh, collateralized loans and not worry about uh, the volatility of the asset because we could uh, like, cause that would be set and appraised ahead of time. Uh, so, but I like a lot of things have changed since then. And I think even the variables I used, like it, they're much like even better, like more practical examples. I was using like real estate NFTs. It doesn't matter what kind of NFT, but like uh, it's just the fact that it's NFT collateralization um, uh, something that's something that's variable on that level. Uh, and so it's like, and now there's other things we can do with fractionalizing those. Uh, and then so decentralizing uh, uh, that particular right of being a guarantor effectively. Uh, so I think uh, I, I should put something out, um, you know, within a week, I want to say. So so not for shade, but NFTs are already being fractionalized on, on certain platforms. Yeah. They, they really are like that it's one bit of data stored and they're cut up a million times or 10,000 yeah. times, whatever. And those so are things that can be added. Yeah. To the yeah. to collateralization. Yeah. More equity pieces. I think like uh, like these are just like new inventions, effectively. I mean, they're just they keep coming out and then there are different ways to chop them up this way and that way. So I think like uh, I could load up the same mechanism with just like a, a practical example. Like say you have like a Calumet token, uh, you know, and then because I was using elevated returns <laughs> I, I think, like that was it was that's how long ago this was because uh, it was that's the only NFTs anyone like was talking about at all. Like I didn't even think about uh, uh, NFT art until it happened. Uh, it's like, oh, whoa, here we go. <laughs> this is really ramping up. And it was in that fall of 2020. I think it were, it's like a year ago that like we all started kind of like rising up to NFTs, too. So I think um, like the language has changed and matured. Like we've all seen that. The way we yeah. describe them is different than it was a year ago uh, or even six months ago for that matter. It's like if somebody comes in now, they'd be like, what are you, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's more lingo to learn. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's always good to keep those updates. But I, I think one of the things that we're worried about is, is when we sell an NFT, we call it an NFT. You know what I mean? And and we're not selling something that's not an NFT. We don't fractionalize. We don't, you know, do any of that. Um, so when it comes to actually lending against an NFT, uh, our, our biggest problem, because we're looking at all these kind of things, we have so many, so many irons in the pot right now that it's ridiculous. Um, but one of the things that we're worried about is that there's always bad actors. So I can buy a, a piece of artwork from you um, for a thousand tes, then send you the thousand tes back. You can then buy it back from me. So how do we track that? You you'd have to have a third party or an outside source actually evaluating what was going on and saying, okay, this piece of artwork is actually worth this. It's been traded five times between the same account. The price keeps going up, which happens a lot uh, with NFTs that that come out. And it's people about like if I get five NFTs and I get five more, but these five I just sell and I flip and I sell and I flip and I sell and I flip. These five that I hold look like they're going up so much in value, but they're not. Like it's just me and my friends swapping back and forth. Maybe I pay a small fee, whatever. Um, so that's that's the biggest problem when it comes to lending against an NFT. Now, when an NFT actually represents a real, you know, asset, then yeah, absolutely, we can do that. But when it's a digital asset, there's there's too many. I think yeah, I think I think there's too many. There's so much that can can be manipulated, but also there are certain projects where they can be. Um, where where they can be sort of greenlit and then there needs to be a at least a, a single or very small group of sources of liquidity in the space right so if all tezos nft volume is on calament or on object or on one single place or a couple single places easier to to, to separate the the real from the fake um and and there are certain projects right where you can and certain values and you can really look at something like the board apes right that's just a good example or crypto punks and go okay price is generally rising but there's dips and there's whatever and then a lender would do what they do with any kind of crypto and go okay we'll, we'll 
will uh, we will give you a loan up to 50% of the value or something. It dips below that 50%, they liquidate, right? But there has to be a liquid market. So 90% of NFTs, 99% of NFTs wouldn't fall under that. Um, and then you well, either have to like get it insured or something and then and then we fall into what you're talking about. Yeah, and, um, and it goes back to, okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna loan against this NFT that says, you know, it's worth $10,000. I'm going to loan against that NFT. I'm going to take out a $20,000 loan, but I know this NFT isn't worth anything because I just bought it from my buddy 10 times to make it look like it's worth 10,000. So I loaned the, or hey, you loaned me the, idea. You can yeah, <laughs> yeah, you loan me the 20,000 and I go, I'm just not paying you back. I just made $20,000. Well, you don't necessarily, don't yeah, yeah. And, and, and when you say between friends, you mean just between wallets of the same person who's sitting in the room by that, themselves. Um, that was a hint, hint, wink, wink. No, I'm just kidding. But that, that's wink. called wash trading. That happens in DeFi and crypto the when there's thin. But that's the, that's the liquidity issue. People who are experienced enough in DeFi can look at something and go, oh, there's only this, this paper thin liquidity. And if I want to buy more than $20 worth of the token, I'm going to dump the price, right? um and or or pump the price or you know vice versa uh, so it's 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 you know but that's that's in general what happens in these immature markets but that's that changes over when there's actual real projects um yeah that made my computer crash i have to go <laughs> to a different computer just to to come back to stream here. but i prepared for that so i made sure i was loaded up on the other computer too. So hey, I'm adapting. I am adapting to. You are state. adapting. That's right. So I want to throw. Um, uh, I'm going to throw some. You know, this is a really easy question. It's still more on the Chris side, but Chris uh, Ryan Ryan is asking also, how do you get verified as an NFT artist on Calumet? He's waiting. You guys have it, a lot of people on the waiting list. It's it's actually. Um, a, about a 10 minute application process if you want to get verified. And basically all we are doing is verifying that you are the person that you're representing on our platform. It's to fight copy minting, it's to fight bots, um, all this kind of stuff. Um, if, if it's been more than 24 hours, um, almost all of our applications get verified within 12 to 24 hours. If it's been longer than that, um, then Generally, it's because there wasn't enough information to, for us to verify that you are the person that you're representing. Um, so if, if you didn't include so social media or Chris, uh, DM, DM uh, 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 oh, I said I said Chris, but uh, I meant um, Coop. Uh, um, Me? Message, message Chris, uh, oh. DM him on Twitter, make it, make it happen. Yeah, so my Twitter is at Long Shot Paradox, Long Shot Paradox. And um, yeah, I'm always open to DMs. It might take me a minute to uh, get back. I've got a whole bunch right now um, at, with the promotion change. Of, uh, I, I've got quite a bit of uh, influx coming into my mailbox. Um, so uh, please reach out to me if it's been more than uh, 12 to 24 hours. And if you haven't uh, in, included your... Uh, your social media or portfolio, just reapply. Pretty easy. 12, 24 hours. So, so they get like a notice that says like they're like what was incomplete or is it like just under? No, because sometimes they, they have a social media, but maybe they've got one follower and they've never posted anything on social media that lets us know. Um, so we, we don't like to mm -hmm. reject things. Um, but we have to look further. Uh, like I go back day to day and I look back and say, okay, I didn't approve this one. And then maybe I send a message and I say, hey, did you apply? Can you, you know, so uh, some of those take a little bit longer. I but, see. Um, yeah. Because if so you did it for like everybody, it'd be like, you'd be telling even the ones that like, like, okay, right. no, like yeah. you got to really want it. look up the info yourself. Okay. If this matters that much to you and you're going to use this thing. Yeah. You should have. Look that up to see what the criteria factors are. Uh, yeah, I, I had a uh, an, art, an artist one time that uh, the name was Sweet Old Granny. And can I cuss on here, Elon? Yeah, yeah, you can do whatever and you well, want. I mean, it, it's not like a, a cuss thing, but it was Sweet Old Granny. And it was like, I'm, I'm just a 70-year-old lady, blah, 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 doing this. 
and then the email name was Big Dick Larry. And I was like, look, this, this isn't going to work. Like, no, that's uh, so uh, that was a big red flag for me. I feel like yeah, that was somebody uh, that was that was somebody trolling for sure. Um, uh, did somebody in the hat in the in the chat say hat? That's that's all, all I was I was asking. Um, uh, I was almost so you haven't went through you an episode without putting my crush. Crush on. Yeah, you was that say lunar, I said you haven't plugged Lunar Crush. So not not sure enough at all. Normally no, at this point I would have said Lunar Crush you're saying lunar crush. billion yeah. times. Um, so let me so just do this crush, real quick. Right? Uh, yeah, and that says Lunar Crush, Lunar Crush, Lunar Crush, Lunar Crush, Lunar Crush. Okay, so yes, Lunar Crush is um, an amazing company that everybody should look at. They are tracking everything all the time. And uh, make sure you just go take a look. And if you need a bot that will uh, give you all the information you need on whatever cryptocurrency you need, please look into Lunar Crush. It's a uh, it's fantastic project, and they, they keep getting better and better as well, just kind of like the uh, Calumet platform. So Calumet and Lunar Crush. Hey, I challenge you at this moment to go onto Twitter and ask the Lunar Crush bot to tell you about Tezos. Um, it's one of the most fun things to do ever. Um, I know you do it on a day time. like today. It won't look so great for the twenty-four hour charts, but that that will be like that across the whole crypto market. So, yeah. Um, okay. So here, here's a here's a, uh, a moment in which I got some self awareness and vanity because uh, I, you know, one of the features I frequent is the influencer section that stats on that. No, but I was thinking like, wow, wouldn't it be great if Lunar Crushbot could like show you like a snapshot of like the top influencers? And then I realized, oh my god. I'm describing uh, like the evil witch in Snow White or the, you know, uh, <laughs> like mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> it's like, that's, isn't that the same thing? It's like, okay. you, should, you should ask the Lunar Crush Bot, say mirror, mirror on the wall, Lunar Crush Bot. Uh, lunar Crush Bot, the, Lunar Crush Bot on the wall. Who's the most influential one of all? That's right. Wait, hold on. And then Blind Ripper yeah. beats me. Or Niraj. Yeah, you got, you got to tweet that. I'm not going to try to do that live right now. Um, but I was about to. Um, but, uh, I get, I get lunar crush alerts actually total side tangent. Um, uh, I agree with you, Jim. I want that too. We're going to make that happen. Um, uh, so what's really cool about lunar crush is that you can set alerts. So I set Tezos alerts and stuff. Like if it goes up, um, a, a certain amount of dollar value in a, in a, in a certain period of time, like in one hour, or if, uh, if the lunar crush Galaxy score goes up a certain period of time, whatever it is. And then I get texts from the Lunar Crush bot, which I named in my phone Brobot. And so Brobot texts me about eight times a day, giving me alerts on different cryptocurrencies, mostly Tezos. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I, I highly recommend it if you, uh, if you, even if you're like me and you're a long term holder and you're not really playing the crypto markets on a day to day basis, it's just super fun. Um, Kevin, we keep looking you. But hey, I, want, I want to jump into the QA. Anybody who is uh, listening and in the chat at uh, meet.blockchainbooze.io, feel free to hop into the uh, the chat and let's uh, let's make uh, let's make some some fun questions happen. And, um, uh, one of throw, you guys throw, throw me the softballs and ask Kevin the really hard ones. I like it. Um, so a little Christina's dangerous. asking Kevin, I want, I, I want to get an answer to this. This will actually be, be uh, a good one. How can the average person understand what is Tezos? Hmm. Um, everyone like has a different language that they start with and what they can relate things to. Um, so I think the fact of what makes someone average is that they have a unique way of learning something. That's that's pretty average. Um, so I've, I've found like in so many conversations I've had, it's kind of like what works best for you. Um, and that's OK. You know, uh, there were things there are things that are like basic. I see people like in the NFT space uh, coming into it as artists understand quicker, faster, better than I did when I was picking it up. And I was like, oh, my God, like <laughs> and you know what? It's because artists can think in terms of abstraction. 
uh, and layers of abstraction and how those layers of abstraction interact with each other. Well, like that's the kind of imagination you need to often understand something that's abstract and is complicated uh, or seemingly on the, on the outset that some people incorrectly think is intimidating. It's not uh, uh, like that's what a blockchain is. That's how you learn this stuff. So I think um, I think maybe look at I'd love to see uh, I think infographics are great or practical and not as a usable answer uh looking for for those kind and kinds of uh, uh indicators that can uh give you a lot of information and a lot of context in a in a quick graphical way uh that's a good way to get like a backbone structure and then from there learning about like okay where can i go and get new information um yeah following certain people you trust and then you get information from that and you kind of graduate like at the information sources that you like on your own then you know finding new stuff you're like, oh wait, this is not another way. This is a better way. Um, it's all everyone's kind of like information mining, too. So, but that's okay. We're all in, uh, in that stage. So, uh, that's kind of what's fun about it. It's like we're all learning this stuff now, um, and we're learning it together and helping each other. Uh, so, dive into community. Go to the social media for Tezos, uh, different discords, Twitter. I, I, I will say that my my the biggest differentiator for me. Um, with Tezos, you know, there, there are definitely things that make the, um, make the technology different. And two years ago, when I was talking about Tezos versus Ethereum, and it was 99% theoretical, I went, okay, great. Okay, great. You know, like, wonderful. Like, cool. It's different. It's better. And, and you hear that all the time. But there is a huge argument to better doesn't always win um, in, in technology. It happens all the time with programming languages and products and, and community is in my opinion a lot more important to, to, to these uh, groups and every time I met somebody in the Tezos community it was someone that was extremely thoughtful it was some of the smartest people I ever met in my life and so that's why I started paying attention um, very very early to Tezos um, a big part of that is, is hanging with Kevin in Los Angeles and him pointing out a lot of people um, when Joseph and I went on a trip pre-COVID, so it was almost two years ago now, um, we went to, uh, to London and then around Europe, and then we went to Israel for a few days. We hung out with some of the Tezos Israel team. And um, just every single person we met building on Tezos was someone we felt like we wanted to hang with. And so when we met Kalamint, um, we invested in them. Uh, we, uh, full disclosure, invested in Kevin's company also. I should have said that at the beginning for, for full disclosure, but we already threw that uh, Investor thing on there anyway, but um, but you know, I, I I fell in love with uh with what what can be built on Tezos, but the community first, and I think that we're finally at this inflection point. We keep saying it, but it keeps moving a little further because of just crypto in general. We're all used to uh, we're all used to you know Ethereum and all that, but what was going on in Ethereum a year ago was was tiny compared to what it is today and a year before that it was minuscule and a year before that it was non-existent but even today when we look at the alternative investment space and i, I always say this when i'm in investor meetings and and not looking like a homeless person dressed uh silly um is that you know we're, we're trying to to change a an alternative investment market and if we want to get nerdy and look at the data, in the United States alone, the alternative investment market is about $7 trillion a year. And that's old data. We've pumped trillions into the, into the economy just in the last year. So, so it's even larger now. But if you look at the uninflated, probably still inflated uh, from, from previous uh, governments and things, alternative investment space, it's a $7 trillion a year market. The whole crypto market doesn't even touch it yet. And that's just U.S. alternatives. So we start spending out, we're at the very, very beginning of everything. So, so even on Ethereum, even all of blockchain combined, it's still a minuscule market that is growing and will be exponentially larger 10 years from now. And Tezos is like, is, is to me, it's happening. It's just at the inflection point. There's just the, 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 you know, the monsters and the Tezos and, and, and stuff like that happening on NFTs. And there's just, you know, plenty and rap starting and a little bit of crypto swap happening and all these things happening on, on uh, there. And, and, but, but Tezfin didn't even launch yet, right? And yeah. these tools haven't even existed yet. And I think that's what's really exciting. Like everything percolating 
and, and everything getting ready to, to bubble up, hopefully, right, um, to keep the analogy going. It's, I think it's an exciting time. And to me, the community is different and a little more thoughtful. And because where we're going, the road has already, at least there's, there's a glimpse of it on other blockchains and what's possible. And I think that there's always that second wave or third wave, however you want to call it, where you exponentially grow these things and blow things up and get more to the consumer. And I think that Tezos is more, now if we're looking at the technology, more ready for consumer than, than Ethereum. Ethereum wants to be there, but I don't think it's ever going to be. It's always going to be like a middle layer for, you know. And, yeah, and I, well, I, I think one of the most attractive parts as as an NFT platform is there's no need to hard fork. It's, it's a consensus among all the users. So there's no need to hard fork. So it, if there's a hard fork on another chain, then you have this NFT over here and this NFT over here. And, and you're trying to decide who owns the NFT. If it's sold on one chain, it goes this way. can be sold on the other chain to go this way. And, and that's not good for business. And that's one of the, the things that was so amazing about coming over is, is the fact that, you know, the NFTs are here. And as the, the actual blockchain upgrades, there's no hard for it. There's no uh, worrying who's got custody over this, who's got custody over that. It, th this blockchain can get better to upgrades to the protocol. And, and that's one of the most important parts, I guess, for us as an NFT. Uh, Has there been an department. example yet where at maybe, maybe because we're at just finally at a sort of a certain level where it makes sense, but like, has there been a hard fork on Ethereum web yet where like OpenSea disagrees with like more than half the community goes, we're gonna actually just honor this one instead of that one. Like we're going full Ethereum classic. I don't know, I'm making things up, but has that quite happened yet since the, the, the amount of money and the maturity has been this large? It's kind it, of a scary thought, right? The, like, the thing is for it to have, California. yeah, for it to have a negative impact, it doesn't even matter what OpenSea decides because the argument is this supersedes that. This is something more to the trunk. It's fundamental. They don't even know which reality they're in. That's fine because the blockchain exists here. And if that is true or becomes true, because the answer can change, which blockchain is the authoritative one, quote unquote. John uh, says he still wants his money back from the DAO hack. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's what the problem of hard forks that like, that's why they're uh, what kicked off uh, the uh, Tezos project at the time uh, to such a big start to such to what was a record and by some measure still is a record for fundraising 232 million dollars in just three weeks uh, so which is now you know grown over time through good stewardship to over a billion dollars I think close to two billion at this point somewhere somewhere in that I don't know I haven't seen the latest but uh, yeah last report like over a billion so that's uh, that's great that's good strong growth uh, that's healthy growth. Um, so like, uh, I think what we need to see now is, uh, probably just a test of, uh, uh, of the hard part because we have this massive war chest, uh, with, uh, what that crowd sale money has become. We have this community of people who, uh, believe the same and should, that we shouldn't have to hard fork every time we want to upgrade something. Um, but, uh, and ultimately we have to have a, uh, we shouldn't have to hard fork, we always upgrade. Uh, so we shouldn't have to have uh, these types of contentions, which could lead to what's always like the question of an existential threat. Um, and even the speculation of that can be disastrous for different kinds of markets because people pull out at times of uncertainty. Um, so I think now once we see, uh, like get closer to that finishing line of ETH 2.0, we'll start to see like the, uh, the real contention start to come in uh, over different hard forks that are going to lead up to it. Um, and or whatever else they decide as they modify the plan yet again uh, later on. Um, but, you know, it, it's a hard thing to do what they're doing. So, um, yeah. well, I think I think that they did something before anyone else did. And that was a great first version. And I think that it's even a great version today. And I don't even want to say anything negative, but I think that there is because I'm I'm a, a huge believer in it. And I, I'll tell everyone every day. Um, uh, I lump in uh, Tezos into this, but I say if you're just going to hold three coins and the coins that you hold long term should be Bitcoin, should be Ethereum, and should be Tezos. And I don't think that 
holding Ethereum is is uh, a bad idea, and I don't think holding Tezos is a bad idea. Obviously, I'm I'm very very uh, uh, deep in, but um, it's I think those are are the important ones, and I'm probably missing some other ones out there. But you're we we've discussed this. Yeah, in previous I, I can see this also for Ethereum. That's really like great. Uh, this the guy uh, uh, wearing the Tezos T-shirt and the Tezos thing in the background. I'm self-aware, uh, but it's uh, like take the investment side away from things. Okay, take it like investing as an asset, asset like as an investor. You want a big gain or something. Just take that out. Uh, as a utility, there's never going to be a time. I can't imagine where it's not like you're always going to have some ETH. Cause you never know when you need it or you're probably going to need it kind of thing. It's like, you got to fill up, you know, <laughs> your tank of, of ETH to have that kind of resonance with the crypto community, no matter what you advocate, that's going to go away. It's just going to be added. Stuff's going to be added on and maybe like, you know, what you maybe cord cut to uh, would be something else, but you're always going to have something. You can always go back, uh, uh, you know, to the other platform. Um, so that's an achievement uh, commercially, financially, uh, uh, yeah, technologically, and, and uh, that's just like a, a solidified place with the crypto community, um, even at this scale, even though they're only at like a million point two transactions per day. And um, I think the same for users, I want to say. I don't know. Um, but it's, uh, you know. I think, I think we're... Like I said, we're crazy early days. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. Now, I, I was just going to say, I, I want to make sure uh, we, we get some other questions here. We answered one question. I have a lot to add to that, but we answered one question. So let's see if we can get another question really quickly. Um, okay, let's, let's, throw in, let's throw in another question. But we, 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 we don't even need to because also just throwing out there for anybody watching, come to meet.blockchainboost.io because in a second we'll, we'll switch over to uh, – <laughs> Chris trying to sneak. Um, sorry, I'm giving more time next time. Um, hold on. Wait, we're not. Uh, we we're messing with this earlier. I'm trying to remember what I click on to do this kind of thing. Um, here we go. Um, Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so, so, but we will be jumping onto tables uh, for anyone who who still has time and can and can turn on their cameras in the community. Um, you know. Uh, I wanted to, to see if there's anything on here. Now, most of these questions are, are very, are things we've covered in various degrees. Let me just, uh, uh, um. Well, while you're looking, um, I, yeah. I, I want to say Lunar Crush, and then I want to say Calumet. That That's what I want to say. Uh, go sign up at Calumet. Um, we, we also have a raffle going on. Hey, beautiful, that's a beautiful hat. Where's that from? Oh, Lunar Crush. Uh, so we have a uh, raffle going on. You can go to calumet.io and uh, click the tab at the top that says raffle. Um, and for 10 raffle uh, tokens or 10 Calum tokens, you can enter the raffle. Um, and that raffle is for a Victoria West piece. This piece got banned on another platform. Um, and I reached out oh. Victoria a long time ago. And I said, hey, I know a platform that would be happy to have that. And that's what brought Victoria Ooh. West to... Is, that was no, oh, I, I won't do that just because that's that's bad manners. But um, it was another platform. You can look into the. Chris story. is a southern gentleman. Uh, I'm sorry. You're too southern. No, no, it's just uh, I, I don't throw shade. Um, we, we do our job well, and we don't care how poorly everybody else does it because eventually the community mm. is going to see that we do things. But wouldn't the right they want to own it? Wouldn't they want to own that policy? Like, don't bring apparently, that up. Apparently not. It was reinstated later, um, and it was reinstated later because of public backlash. However, it was brought over to our platform, and we said, you know what? We, we support artists, blah, blah, blah. So we purchased the piece. It is up, uh, calmit.io, K-A-L-A-M-I-N-T dot I-O, and click the raffle tab at the top. It takes uh, um, 10 Calum tokens. You get entered in the raffle. Your name gets put on the list this Friday. We are doing a... Uh, a, um, a, a live poll, basically, we, we're going to pull from an RNG, and uh, we bought that piece for a thousand uh, Tez, and we probably got a steal on it. Um, so it, it's a piece of history. It's what brought Victoria West to us. Uh, she's one of the top photographers in the world, actually won a medal at um, 
at the World Photographic Cup. Um, and uh, not for this piece, but another piece, but absolutely amazing. Uh, it's hashtag meet two. Um, also look at uh, Tezotopia, look at Rocket Monsters. There, there's so many things that we have going on in Kelman, and it's about a five to 10 minute application and we'll get you approved within 12 to 24 hours. So we invite everybody to come over and uh, please also look at Lunar Crush. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Chris. You know what? Let's let's um, let's uh, uh, Kevin give us a plug for um, for, uh, always, for Stable Tech course and everything that you're working on before before we hop off and jump to tables. Yeah. So, well, let me talk about, uh, you know, um, plenty. You can do uh, double rewards now for USD Tez and ETH Tez on plenty. Uh, so they started their their decks. So it's like an alternative to Kipu swap. Uh, so like another a Bancor or, or Uniswap on, on Tezos. Uh, and so funding those liquidity pools, you can put in USD Tez, ETH Tez, and, and your Tez uh, and get rewards in plenty token. So if you believe in the project, you think it's going to go up, that's something that, uh, you know, to, to look into. Um, and yeah, so there's that. You can get your USD Tez, ETH Tez at tezx.io. It's a cross-chain bridge, uh, an on-chain bridge as well. Uh, so you can get um, uh, you know, ETH Tez with ETH. You can just convert that over. You can get uh, USDC uh, and trade that over for, uh, for USD Tez. Uh, you can also, we also have a WBTC and um, a TZBTC contract, which uh, I put a vote out on uh, uh, Tezos Exchange at Tezos Exchange on Twitter uh, to see if people would uh, accept sense fees on that. I think that's that's either finished or it's finishing up. Uh, I think last I saw it was yes because uh, people want it so much, but maybe there's a better alternative to having uh, these uh, liquidity providers um, have to pay 65 basis points for uh, to buy up the TZBTC. So also plugging USD Tez on liquidity baking. So if you're a baker, look into that or look for that. Um, and you can see the topic proposal at Tezo Segura. Um, yeah, that covers it. Uh, awesome. So, but make sure to follow um, Chris, uh, make sure to follow Kevin um, on Twitter and, and everywhere because there's tons of information, not just about Calamint and stable tech, but Tezos in general um, that you'll want to hang with. And if you follow me, uh, I've, been talking about Tesos a lot too. So um, thanks guys for, for, for joining me today. Um, if you've got time, hang out with us. Everybody else, um, meet.blockchainmoves.io. You'll be able to turn on your camera and microphone and hang with uh, who the stragglers uh, like me who will be uh, backstage um, hanging out. Uh, thanks, thanks everyone. Um, guys, I will see you soon. Congratulations on all the, the kick-ass work and the successes. And Chris, uh, congrats again, CEO. Uh, here's, uh, congrats, man. Praise be to uh, his eminence. <laughs> thanks uh, everyone. Go to meet.blockchainboot.io.